It's been over a year now since In The Key Of Q launched. In our archive, you can find over 50 interviews of queer musicians from around the world and hear their music from rap Unaware of my proclivities to self-sabotage to country soul and rock. These episodes are available on the main feed. You can access them via the website at inthekeyofq.com or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. This is Dan here. Thanks for downloading this episode. If you're a regular listener, please consider supporting the podcast over at patreon.com slash inthekeyofq. You will be helping to keep the series in production and more importantly, to give a platform for queer voices to be heard. In this episode, my guest talks about growing up in a poor household in the northeast of England and the betrayal he felt by being outed by a classmate. He discusses the self-destructive conflict within queer communities and his passion for trans rights. Share your thoughts about today's episode on social media, use the hashtag queer music or email me direct on podcastedinthekeyofq.com. And if you've a moment, please do subscribe, rate and review the show on your podcast provider. All that's left to say is enjoy the episode. You know, I think we need to look inwards. We need to look within our community and kind of iron out some of the like nasty parts within it. Hello, I'm Dan Hall. When I grew up, I almost never heard pop songs where openly queer men sang about their truths and it made me feel invisible. There were the occasional heroes like Jimmy Somerville, Mark Almond, and Andy Bell, but in this tsunami of 1980s heteronormative pop, I felt silenced. But these days there are plenty of songs where I can hear openly queer men singing their truths, and this podcast is all about finding and sharing this music and speaking with the musicians who create it. Music helps us feel connected, feel heard, and know that we are not alone on our queer journey. You're listening to In The Key Of Q. This week's guest published his first EP in 2018. Titled 88, it introduced audiences to his mid-tempo synth pop and catchy hooks. Most recently, he has released The Other Side, a higher tempo track drawing influences from early 1990s dance floor bops. A big in the key of Q welcome to the Artist Seventh, aka Kieran Lewis. Kieran, hello. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Boy will run, and boy will run fast We'll make it out the city and never look back Take my hand, take it while you can We'll make it out the city, get out of this land Maybe we're crazy, maybe these dreams are just memories waiting to die Maybe we're reckless, maybe it's everything wrong But I still gotta try to make it work Get this life. I wanna see the back of the city lights. Boy will run and boy will run. Growing up as a queer child in the northeast of England, I would say bears a lot of similarities to growing up queer in, in England as a whole. I spent most of my teen years living in a council estate. So for people who don't know what that is, that's a state accommodation basically. The Northeast is is quite a deprived area I grew up. It was something I was acutely aware of growing up. Um, and not many people know this about me uh, publicly, but I, I went to a private school on a, a full scholarship because my family could have never afforded to have paid for that. So I spent 
from 11 till 18 being really aware of the fact that I was was living in a poor household, in a poor family. Um, and I was surrounded by all of these other kids with with such wealth. I think we should accept and understand people's experiences. I might not have had it as bad as someone else, but but what does that matter? You know, to me, those were the bad things. My parents were always very supportive and it's it's one of the things I'm most grateful for is they never imposed being straight upon me so much. Um, they, they spoke to me when I was nine or so and said, you know, like some people are gay, that's fine. And it's one of the things I was most grateful for from them. At my school, we had uh, houses, all very Hogwartsy, I know, um, but we had houses and they were, they were gendered. So, so I was in a, in a boy's house. So every day I would register and then go into a room. My locker was boys only. And then, you know, within that room, it's all about girls and all about girlfriends and everything like that. And I, I was listening to it all the time, you know, and playing along and, you know, one of the biggest things about growing up queer before you come out is that so much of your life is acting. It's it's camouflage. You have to you have to pretend that you you fit in and and you you don't. I would have said that I I discovered that I was gay around 11. That's when I kind of had this reckoning with myself and was like, yeah, you are gay. It's probably not going to (laughs) change. I think I was very self-conscious about like the, the gay hand. So it was like always kind of trying to prevent the more fluid movements that are for some reason perceived as effeminate and then in men consequently as gay. It was all about kind of, you know, lowering the voice sounding sounding masculine and it reminds me of something which both Carrington Kelso and Ty McKinney talk about in our earlier episodes is that hand thing you know father saying don't talk with your hands yes that sense of almost fighting with yourself because of course as soon as you go into autopilot and you get enthusiastic about something the hands are up and they're waving around <laughs> yeah and the and the voice the voice is a thing for me. I will be I will be a cast member from Alvin and the Chipmunks if I get excited. It's it's complete helium. And and in school it was about hiding the things like that, yeah. I wanna make it out of the city. I want the review of a glow in the distance as we leave it all behind. And I want what you want. To speed out of the smog into the other side And make it work and get this life And see the pure blue of the northern skies Boy will run and boy will So I would say that a heteronormative society is just basically a society where the assumption is The assumption is everything and everyone is straight until it's explicitly stated otherwise So for me, that was things like my nana being like, have you found a girlfriend yet? And the, you know, the assumption that I was straight. Um, and then I think, you know, 
consequences from a heteronormative society. Uh, I'm not sure how bad it is or how good it is in schools nowadays, but when I was growing up and going to school, like gay was just, gay just meant stupid. You would say that's gay for anything. And it wouldn't even mean that that's gay. It was just this stupid pejorative term that people used. And I feel like that probably stems from a heteronormative society too, in which, you know, being gay is other, is abnormal. And then being gay is weird. And then, ugh, that's gay. I think the biggest part of living in a heteronormative society and the biggest consequence it has on gay people is the fact that gay people have to come out. So I would say that that's probably the biggest, the biggest way in which heteronormative society affected me is that I had to come out and that's, that's scary. I think representation is so important. Um, I think about call me by your name by Lil Nas X. And I think about seeing that video, um, and, and the re and hearing the really explicit lyric, uh, shoot a child in your mouth while I'm riding. Oh, I can't even say it without, oh, like that is, that is a crazy lyric. That is crazy. And, and when you hear him, him singing that, uh, like, it's like, whoa, that is so cool. You know, uh, like being a, being a queer artist in, in the queer indie community, you know, I hear a lot of songs, but you know, and but mainly like of certain genres and to hear Lil Nas X do this like pop rap crossover track with a lyric like that, like an explicitly gay lyric, you know, that like I felt proud like of our community when he did that. And it sounds weird to say it because it's just such a sexually explicit lyric, you know, it's not, it's not exactly fighting for gay rights, you know, like, or like, Born This Way by Lady Gaga, you know, no matter gay, straight or bi, like that was a great lyric too. And that made me happy. But there's something about a, a gay man just expressing themselves. He's just being himself and being gay rather than saying, let me be gay. Boy, we run fast. We make it out the city and never look back. I still hear people saying things like, oh, I just, I don't like RuPaul's Drag Race, or I don't like camp men, or I don't like the men who put, who paint their fingernails. They, they just, they just make it really difficult for the rest of us. You know, they're just so out and out obvious. It makes it really difficult for everyone else. And you think that's fucking gay people saying that. Yeah, exactly. And it's, and it's sad because basically what they're advocating for is for you know, when we come out, we're, we like free ourselves from the shackles of having to perform and disguise ourselves and act, act straight, whatever that means, you know, and these, these people who say, you know, oh, the camp people make it difficult for the rest of us. Aren't they basically advocating for us to, to remain, you know, to, to continue the performance of being straight after we've come out? When I came out at 15, long story short, I was like forced out of the closet by someone um, who'd been going through a difficult time and was being quite poorly treated. And I confided in her that I was gay. 
Um, and she, so she deflected. She wanted the attention away from her. So she, she forced me out of the closet. The betrayal felt, it felt, I mean, it felt horrible. You know, I had my plan and then basically it was completely turned on its head. And I, and everyone at the school knew I was gay before my parents did. So that evening I went onto Facebook. I had around three, I think, uh, not on Facebook, but it, you know, in real life around three straight male friends. And I messaged all of them and basically said, you know, hi, uh, like, I hope we can still be friends. Nothing's changed. They all replied, oh, it's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with being gay. All of those things that are really nice to hear. And then they want to sit at a different table with different people. They don't want to talk to you so much anymore. They'll talk to you if you speak to them. And then over the course of around a month, it's just kind of, we're not friends anymore, clearly. There's no communication, no contact. You can get lucky when you come out as gay. And I would say that overall I did. There were, there were a lot of accepting people. And as a consequence of coming out, I found better new friends who were truly accepting. And, and when I came out, I was no longer acting. So then I was the real me. And turns out the real you is oftentimes a lot more appealing to people than some sort of restrained, restricted, acted version of yourself. I don't agree with anyone ever forcing anyone out of the closet and what she did was wrong. But for me, it ended up being beneficial. Look up A story of love Look left I love you, I said Shoot star from a million years away Tell our story, cross the cosmos' page I've loved before the world was spun Yes, I've loved you Before the world began And though the sky and stars will change it some soon There's one thing in this universe I think music is universal, you know And there can be, there can be a thousand straight songs Straight songs, if we want to call them like that And that's fine, you know And there's nothing to stop gay people enjoying those straight songs. But there's just something special about hearing you be represented. That it's it's just like a special feeling. And to know that, you know, and I mean, success of songs isn't everything, you know, but but when like Call Me By Your Name blows up and everyone's listening to a, a gay song, like that is cool. And, and you feel heard and seen. What is it about music that particularly drew you in? I think just the ability to express yourself. You know, music was always my thing. When I was, when I was being bullied on the, and I was sat on the bus, I would 
blast born this way on my in my earphones and I would just disappear from the world and just just be with the music and the power that music has to to completely change your emotions it, it's just so, such a powerful thing and the ability to make that yourself it, it's just so exciting to me what do you think our next big victories need to be as queer people hmm it's a difficult one because I feel like we're fighting on a few different fronts in a way, but they're, they're all social, but there are different fronts. I think we need more acceptance within the community. And I think that that's one thing that's, that's kind of going wrong at the minute, perhaps a little bit. And I know that that's looking a little bit more inwards than perhaps some would but I think that we need to reckon with our own community and the discrimination that goes on within it. And I think that it's going to be a struggle to, to deal with the discrimination that comes from outside our community when within it there's discrimination. Quote, no fats, no femmes, no Asians, end quote. You know, that, that's horrific. That's, that's not right, really. Um, you know, uh, you know, horrible organizations like the LGB Alliance. You know, I think we need to look inwards, not perhaps within ourselves, although, you know, it's always good to look within yourself too. But we need to look within our community and kind of iron out some of the, some of the like nasty parts within it. And why are we fighting each other? We shouldn't be fighting each other. We should be fucking each other. that's going to be on my tombstone it's a shame and i and i really feel for the trans and non-binary community and what they have to deal with from the rest of the lgbt community the focus now should probably be on getting acceptance for those people and the, the sad thing is is that there's they're kind of facing a war on two fronts aren't they they're facing the the war f- with with the straight people and the the cisgender people, and then they're also facing the war with with, with some people from within the the wider LGBT plus community. is incredibly dehumanizing for 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 your existence to be reduced to like in in terms of gay lesbian and bisexual people being reduced to who you're shagging <laughs> and then for for trans and gender non-conforming people for it to be reduced to what yeah what they've got on their bodies like that's so dehumanizing and that's not good behavior that it's really like quite disgusting. And I think there's a, there's a huge hypocrisy with, with TERFs. And I mean, we, we all know that TERFs aren't good exactly, but like there's a huge hypocrisy in, in the people who fought for, 
fought rightly for feminism, you know, for women to not be defined by their bodies, you know, and to be treated equally. And and now TERFs would like to define women by their bodies and reject people and treat people differently because of their bodies. So for people listening, Kieran, can you just explain what TERFs are and what their political standpoint is? Trans-exclusionary radical feminists, I think, is the, the acronym expanded. And they're basically feminists who believe that trans women uh, aren't women um, and don't belong in, in, in the discourse surrounding feminism. So, Kieran, if I'm listening to this and I've got really shitty attitudes towards trans people and I suddenly think, oh, shit, I'm, I'm, I've realized I'm an arsehole and I don't want to be an <laughs> arsehole anymore. How do you think they can go about stopping being an arsehole? Hmm. I would say, I would say so. Some things are like respect people's pronouns, ask them for their pronouns. That's a that's a great thing you can do to make people feel accepted and respected. So many of these issues would be resolved with just a little bit of compassion. Like how would you want to be treated? Yeah. And treat other people like that. Would you like someone invalidating something about yourself not really? Because that's who you are and yeah. when someone doesn't accept that then <laughs> that's not going to make you feel good. And so, Kieran, what queer artists are you listening to at the moment? Um, I am listening to. I'm listening to a lot of queer artists who've I've produced for. Um, so I'm listening to Jack Strange, who's just put out a new EP called Breathe. Um, I'm listening to Charlie Fisher, and they are a brilliant artist. They've released their latest single call me crazy you know i love dua leaper's new album new not new anymore uh future nostalgia and that's just such a sound that i love so kieran we are adding a new section towards the end of each episode here where i guarantee the guest a platform of unedited airtime for a maximum of two minutes to speak about whatever you want to speak about this is your chance to communicate directly with those people listening without my editor's scissors coming out. Away you go. I guess I would take my two minutes to thank you for having me on and say that, that I really love this podcast. Um, when, you, when you messaged me, I listened through and I really love what you're doing here. I think it's really important to represent queer people in music. And I think we're at such an exciting time in music and society where being gay is becoming mainstream and accepted. 
rather than tolerated. And we're grateful enough in so much of the Western world to be starting to move past the discussion of should gays be allowed to marry? And we're starting to just accept gay people. I think it's it's such an exciting time for us. And I'm really grateful that you've had me on. I think everyone and I think everyone should support queer artists. Queer artists are making so much good music. And it is absolutely shameful that the top 40 doesn't have more of them on it. So please check out queer artists, share their work, you know, be their voice, spread their music because they make great music and they really deserve to be heard. So what do you think your 15 year old self would think of you, think of the music that you make and think of the man that you've become? So I think my 15 year old self would be, would be really happy um, and excited you know, um, when I was when I was 15, I was at school and being, you know, pushed, you know, you're one of the smart kids, you know, what you should do is go to uni and then get one of these, you know, posh London jobs, you know, and that that's what you should do. And And in reality, I was just starting to produce music and I'd fallen in love with producing music. Um, and I think that he would look at me now today who produces music full time and be so excited to know that I didn't give in to what was expected of me. I did what I wanted to do. And as for my music, I think he would be, I think he would be ecstatic because he his his production sounded quite crap at 15 um and i think he would be really excited to hear that uh you know in 7 years time he will be able to produce music well i think he would be really excited by the other side specifically uh because that's the type of music i've loved for so long now karen for those people who have been listening to this show and have absolutely fallen in love with you and your music, where can they find you online? Everywhere. Um, so if you want to find my music directly on Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, I'm YouTube, I'm everywhere. <laughs> and Sevenths, I mean, you should be able to see it on the podcast title, I guess. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and of course, we'll put links in our show notes. <laughs> Yeah, but um, it's 7THS. Um, and then if you want to follow me on social media, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. I'm on Facebook, but don't even bother liking me there because I don't bother posting. Um, <laughs> so Twitter and Instagram is where you'll properly find me. And that is at official and then number 7THS. Now, Kieran, if there was going to be one song from your catalogue that would make people completely fall in love with you and want to stream all of the rest of your published material for the rest of the month, what would that gateway song be and why? I would like to think it would be The Other Side featuring Landon Miller. It is such a euphoric celebration of being alive Landon Miller has the most awesome rap verse in it. It's like so reminiscent of the whole 2010s gratuitous rap features. And he he 
does it flawlessly. The song is the song was written to celebrate my dad getting vaccinated, but I think, you know, now that we're a bit more at liberty to do as we please and see people and meet people, it's the perfect time to listen to a song like this. We made it out the other side. We've walked these streets for so long, afraid. We never see better days, but now I say, Man, let's dance it out, run the street the whole way down, celebrate and celebrate loud. All the fears they vanish now, all the clouds they disappear. Look, we made it into the clear. You and I, we made it here, we made it here. Look, we're alive, you and I. We made it out the other side. Look, here Now the light comes our way better days so of I breathe in fresh air and then I say Take my hand let's dance it out Run the street the whole way down Celebrate and celebrate loud All the fears they vanish down All the clouds they disappear Look we made it into the clear You and I we made it here We made it Kieran, thank you so much for coming and joining me today on In The Key Of Q. It's been great to hear, hear your journey and hear your music as well. Thank you so much for having me. Things happen. I dreams of plaques from a black pan. Think I wanna rap and sell my soul for that. I think I'd end up chasing something vacant. Lost emotion like I'm in the matrix. All my thoughts are potent, but I'm lost and hopeless when I'm locked down, sipping color locked and loaded. And I see these posts, see these stats, and I hope you know the numbers lacking. Satisfaction, infographics won't make it happen. I'ma be the change. I wanna see the wanna change. I wanna be myself. Top shelf with no one's help. When the lockdown end, I'ma hit the boys to the wind with the sand and the instant void. Let's go. Cause I don't wanna be glued to screens. Live life through a YouTube scene. I'ma live my life like it's new to me. Like it's Friday night with the bubble leaves. Sip a champagne, they gon' call me gay cats. We hold you can post your post, but don't tag me. Drop the addy, send no description. It's the war in 20s, no prohibition. Many thanks for listening to this episode with Kieran Lewis, who performs as Sevens. Remember to listen to him on the usual streaming platforms, and you'll find links in the show notes. 
We have exclusive Key of Q content over at patreon.com slash in the key of Q. And there you can join other listeners by supporting the show's production costs for as little as five US dollars a month. Tell me what you thought about today's episode with Kieran on social media using the hashtag queer music or email me direct on podcast at in the key of Q.com. And rate and review the show on your podcast provider. It really helps. Our theme tune is by Paulie Nidu at unstoppablemonsters.com. Thanks to Paul Smith, our PR guru and digital brand manager, Olivier Name. And thanks to Kajan Kanther and Murray Lang for their support in making this episode. The show is presented and produced by me, Dan Hall, and made at Pup Media Consultancy. I'll see you next Tuesday. Look here.